0: Here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome to episode 48 of Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold. And as always, I am joined by my buddy from the Action Network, Dan Titus. Dan, it's
1: Friday. It's Wild Card week. It's time to make some best bets, baby. Let's go. Coming off that week 18 high, man. I got to get I gotta get into the action. Of course, it's wild card weekend. Super wild card weekend they're calling it just because we got a Monday game. So a lot of stuff to talk about. Good games on deck. So let's get into it, man.
0: All right. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to go through every game. We're going to give you our best bets against the spread, over-unders, totals. Uh, we're going to do some props, maybe some teasers. Maybe a little parlay action, a little round-robin action. Who knows what we're going to throw out. I'm ready to get to it. We're going to get to it in just one second before we get to that. Some champions around business. We have four Seven Stakes contests that are going on this week. We have an awards one that runs through the rest of the NFL playoffs. Then we have one for the Saturday slate, the Sunday slate, and also for Monday Night Football. Tons of giveaways for that. Go to our Instagram and Twitter for more information on all of those. You'll see a post. All you got to do is join the contest, and you got a chance to win. We also have an Austin Eckler signed Chargers helmet available. If you join one of the Boost Ball paid contests, go ahead and do that right now on the Champions Round app. All right, got through that. It's time. Best bets Saturday Wild Card weekend. Let's get to it. First game on the board, 1:30 Pacific tomorrow, Saturday. Cincinnati minus five and a half hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. Total sitting at 48 and a half, 49 right now.
1: Dan, got any action on this game? I do. I took the Raiders five, plus five and a half. And, you know, this line opened up around uh, six and a half. And so we've seen some sharp money push this down. There's, you know, some uh, interesting things at stake here. You know, we don't know if Joe Burrow is completely healthy. We know the story of the Raiders and how they got to this point. They've just been extremely opportunistic man like they've been winning out these close games and uh, low margins I'm expecting a big game out of Joe Mixon as we've seen uh, the Raiders defense uh, let up some yards on the ground but this is really going to be whether the Raiders defensive line can get to Joe Burrow and I think that they can you know the the, the Cincinnati Bengals have some pretty strong wins this season but they have also been inconsistent we you know we did see them lose to the Browns earlier this year um, or they beat the Browns with with COVID situations but it wasn't very. It wasn't very nice. Um, they lost to the Jets, and they did lose to the Jets, right? So, you know, they they do have some L's on their resume that don't really speak too highly of their consistency. And the Raiders have proven that they can go, no matter where they're at, uh, they can they can show up. So, with a defensive line like that, I think this is this is where playoff football is really won. It's in the trenches, and they have an established run game. If, assuming Derek Carr doesn't turn over the ball, he hasn't been very turnover prone um this season so i think that they lean on the run game here they get darren waller back i think they have enough weapons here to uh cover the five and a half here so i'm gonna take the raiders here now i could see this i could easily also see joe burrow just slinging it all over and having no answer for jamar chase and t higgins and tyler boyd but i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna stick to my guns here and, and think that the raiders can keep this competitive
0: I like it. Uh, I saw a six earlier this morning. Uh, So that's the first time I actually bet on the Raiders. Six, just a key number. So I figured I might as well grab it. Uh, Worth noting that 50% of the bets, 91% of the money is on the Raiders. Now that includes it coming down from six and a half. In some places it's five, five and a half right now, but still a lot of sharps back in the Raiders. No surprise. Uh, We talked about it on the Wednesday show that if this was a regular game, it would be all bang given the situational spot. Raiders had to play on Sunday night football short week. They get the first game of the wild card and they have to travel. Not a great situation there, but we also said high variance game. Possibly the Raiders have proven that they can keep keep games close. They have not really been blown out in too many games, especially coming down the stretch. Derek Carr, we assume is going to be ready for the moment. Joe Burrow is used to some of these big moments, although it is both of their times, uh, first times in the playoffs and both coaches, first times in the playoffs. So that's why my best bet Under 49 and better best bet would be under 24, under 24 and a half first half. I think this will come out slow. I think the Bengals will lean on Joe Mixon a lot in the first half, and the Raiders will do so also with Josh Jacobs. Uh, I do not think that they want to put too much pressure on Joe Burrow at the start with this Raiders pass rush. So give it to Mixon, slow down the game. Under 24 first half. Love that one. Uh, Another one that I like because of the Raiders pass rush and their ability to get to the quarterback. I think it's going to behoove Joe Burrow to be moved outside the pocket and also to take off if he doesn't see anything downfield. So Joe Burrow over nine and a half rushing yards. I think this total is low because they're worried about his knee. Great. I'll take the value. All it takes is one slip up, get past a Max Crosby coming in for a sack, escape, get a first down. I'm winning this bet. A little worried, I guess a little bit about knees at the end. But uh, you know what? Give me the burrow over nine and a half rushing yards. That's going to be my best uh, prop for this game.
1: I like that. Um, I, I didn't have any props for this game, but I was looking at some Jamar Chase shares here. We know he can go all, if, all it takes is like one one slant route. He can take it to the house. But uh saw his rush, his receiving yards at 70 and a half. A little bit rich for me, so I'm going to stay out the market for props on this one for now. But I wouldn't be surprised come game time decision. I'm going to definitely be throwing some props out there. I
0: am a little interested in some Darren Waller props because I think that given what happened last week, his totals are probably going to be set pretty low. Uh, And I think there's a chance that the Bengals' middle of their defense can be taken advantage of. And they're going to be looking for Waller a lot in this game, especially if they're behind. So may throw in on some Waller overs. We shall see. All right, Saturday night, 530 Pacific. Third matchup of the year, New England, plus four and a half right now at Buffalo total sitting at 44. This is bounced. Back and forth between 42 and a half, 44 and a half, all based on what the weather is going to give us. Right now, it looks like not that windy, a little bit of snow, but freezing your ass off temperatures. Everybody on the field apparently is gonna be taking Viagra. Very interesting. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, March Scott throwing that one Mark out sky, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh I-, I guess in theory it makes sense. Maybe you don't want to take any snaps under center in that case, though. A little dangerous for the center. Um <laughs> I'm glad you got that one. Uh, all right, <laughs> what are you? Uh, what are you liking uh, in this game?
1: Uh, so I'm taking the under in this game, under 44 and a half. Um, obviously, the first time that these two teams met, you know, it was probably one of the worst weather conditions we saw all season. So um, that game, you can pretty much throw out that anomaly. I don't think we're going to see Mac Jones only throw the ball three times. The second time these teams got together, the Bills bro- uh, beat them pretty good, 33-21. So. You know, that one game went under, one game went over. I think if you give Bill Belichick the opportunity to face a team three times in one season, something's going to get figured out here. Whether it's taking away Stephon Diggs or if it's, you know, perhaps trying to scheme against Josh Allen so he can't be mobile in the pocket. Some kind of situation is going to be brewed up by Bill Belichick to keep this game in check. And I do like the first half um under as well i think this could game could come out like really slow as both teams try to adjust to the cold weather um obviously the new england patriots have the rushing advantage here if bill belichick had the choice in his mind to to have mac jones only throw the ball three times he would love that that's a perfect game script for him right that means the defense is playing well the offense and the offensive line is winning in the trenches so I think this game is going to be a lot slower paced than the last game that was played. We saw the best of Josh Allen in that game, but I think this one's going to be a little bit slower. It's playoff football. It's a little bit different scenario here. And we got to actually see if this guy can perform here. He's going to have a lot at stake here going up against Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick, and this really good um, New England defense. So I'm excited for the game. It's probably going to be a little boring, but I think this is really what playoff football is. Cold weather, two teams just, have this brutal matchup in the trenches. I'm I'm here for it.
0: I am not going to take a side necessarily. Uh, I would lean towards New England. So this line moved this morning from four to four and a half, which tells you something. Yeah. Four is a key number. So looks like mm-hmm. the sharps maybe have a little bit of a read on the Bills here. Not shocking. I think that we're both on the same page that the Bills are a better team. Uh, yeah. Maybe they think the weather, maybe not being as cold, is going to help them more than it's going to help New England. New England has some injury issues. Isaiah Wynn is going to be out for them, so that's going to hurt their running game and their passing game a little bit. Uh from my perspective, I think the Bills will get it done ultimately. That four and a half scares me. I could see this being a field goal game. So give me Buffalo Money Line, still reasonable price. Minus 225 right now. That's probably be able to I'd probably lay it up to 250. And I might combine it with, you know, Tampa Bay, maybe Kansas City also, just why not? Um in terms of props in this game, Mac Jones under 201 and a half passing yards. I don't think that they're playing on a lot. yards is a lot for him, especially the way he's been playing lately. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, over 26 and a half passing yards or receiving yards. Ah. Uh, I think he's a great flyer in uh, DK if you're going to play something this weekend with your buddies or in a competition, just because he's $3,100. Really cheap. You can pretty much punt on him. I think he's actually going to be somewhat productive in this game. And then you can stack the rest of your roster with the best of the best guys. So. Uh, like Aguilar in this one, Josh Allen over 45 and a half rushing yards, no risk injury anymore. It's the playoffs, baby. I think they're going to run him absolutely to death. So it might take him, you know, 16, 17 carries to get there, but he's our best option on the ground. So I, I, I think they're going to run a lot with him. Uh, yeah. So Allen Mac, Aguilar and Buffalo money line. Those are all my bets for the Saturday night game.
1: Yeah. I love your read for the DFS angle for Nelson Aguilar. I actually played on DK he was my punt, that third wide receiver slot, because he was cheap. And I feel like he could be one of those guys that breaks the slate. All it takes is, you know, a fluky touchdown or, you know, maybe Kendrick Bourne isn't as involved in the offense. So, yeah, that was a way that you could pay up for some of the the good players, spend a little bit more money, and then, you know, tank on or punt, you know, someone like Nelson Aguilar, who still has a chance to see some some volume there.
0: Definitely. All right, let's move over to the Sunday slate. First game on the board, Philly plus nine, At Tampa Bay, total come down all the way to 45 and a half. Looks like the betting numbers right now, uh, 40% of the bets, 82% of the money is on the birds, yet this has not moved at all. Tampa Bay, 60 and 18. uh, Total seeing 41% of the bets and 99% of the money is on the over, which does not make any sense given the fact that it has moved four points down since the open of 49 and a half. So what
1: do you like in this one? Yeah, the fact that the uh, sharps are hammering this and this hasn't moved much. Um, I'm I'm leaning towards the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here, as, as as painful it is to say. I just don't think that the Eagles are that good of a team. Um, they're probably the worst team in the playoffs next to the Steelers. I don't really think that this team really has any business being in the playoffs. Like I'm happy as a fan, but we're we're talking about going up against Tom Brady at home here. The the game when they played in week six, as close as the score was 28-22. If you look at the if you look at the score, it really wasn't. I mean, if you look at the score, it was close. But if you look at the stats, it really wasn't that close. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers had 100 y- penalty yards compared to um, outscoring the or outgaining the uh, the sorry, uh, what the hell am I saying? Outgaining the Eagles 399 total yards to only 213 for the Eagles. So they didn't really move the ball that much. Brady's down some weapons. They're probably factoring that in a little bit. But when has Brady ever really had any options anyway? Um, outside of Gronk, like Gronk's the most consistent receiver he's ever had. So you still got Mike Evans there. I don't think he'll have any problems um, beating up on the Eagles here at eight and a half points. This game could have easily been way better, way bigger than that. And Philly, they haven't beaten anybody this year. They've only beaten one team that's over five hundred this season. So you're going up against the Bucks on the road. This is going to be tough. They do get Miles Sanders back. I'm not sure that's going to matter much because if the Eagles go down. They're going to have to throw the ball with Jalen Hurts, and we haven't really seen him do that too much in volume. So um, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, their rush defense, it's not as good as it was last year, but it's still top 10. So you know, with this, I I don't know that the Eagles are ready for this matchup yet. Eight and a half points still seems a little low for me. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a double-digit victory here for the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: So... Everybody and their mother is going to be on the teaser here, moving this from nine or eight and a half down yeah. to three or two and a half. So
1: it's a little it's a little scary.
0: I assume that's why Vegas hasn't moved the number. They don't want it to get to one and a half for Tampa Bay. I'm a little hesitant to go all in on that teaser with San Francisco because I think that's the bet that everyone's going to make. Yet, yeah, I've mm-hmm. already bet all my money on it, so screw it. Uh, I'm just putting it out there that I'm a little concerned. Uh, so I lean towards yeah. the Eagles plus nine because they haven't moved the number um they can move this to nine and a half and get out of the the zone but they haven't uh so i'm officially nervous about that uh i bet tampa bay philly under 23 and a half first half i think it'll be low scoring i'm looking at the advantage on the numbers coming down five points i think that 23 and a half is a good number to get in the first half uh brady under 279 and a half passing yards i don't think that he's gonna need to throw everything in the bag at this game so give me the under there give me gronk over 58 and a half receiving yards i think that he's gonna be Tom Brady's biggest weapon in this game from the twenty in between the 20s. Uh, so I think that he gets it done. And then I don't know if I want to go Devontae Smith over or if I want to go Dallas Goddard over. Goddard has a better matchup against the Tampa Bay right. defense, but I think that Devontae is uh, keen to break one, especially against the quarterbacks for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that are very, very weak. Um, so which of those two would you like as an overplay more?
1: I would go Dallas Goddard over Devontae Smith. But I do – I'm on opposing sides on the Tom Brady one. I got him going over – I grabbed that at 274 and a half. And I think he's just going to absolutely torch the, the Eagles here. Um, you're right. He doesn't need to do it. But I think it's more so their run game is a little bit suspect right now. Ronald Jones isn't going to play. Keyshawn Vaughn, who is that? And then you got Lenny Fournette coming back off of hamstring – of a poor hamstring. But we know a hammies can be tricky – And Lenny doesn't have the best uh, history with injury. So, yeah, I think Brady's just going to put it on him. I think he might be a little bit salty that he uh, is not going to win MVP. He averaged 312 over the course of the season. So, yeah, I see no reason. He He had 297 in their last game, and he barely even tried. So, yeah, I'm expecting him to just be chucking it all over the place.
0: All right, fair enough. Let's go to the middle game on Sunday. San Francisco plus three at Dallas. Total sitting at 51. Everyone and their mother's gonna love San Francisco. Guess what? I do too, especially as a teaser. Give me that SF plus nine. That is an absolute mash spot for me. I like San Francisco plus three. If it takes up to three and a half, I'll throw a lot at it. I like it as a money line piece. Can't trust Dallas. I think that the 49ers have a massive coaching advantage over Mike McCarthy. Probably not as good of a team, but they're really healthy right now. And outside of their cornerbacks, they're about one of the best rosters in the NFL. Uh and I cut I trust Kyle Shanahan on the road as an underdog a lot more than I do him at home as a favorite so great spot for San Francisco I think they're a really dangerous team in the playoffs and I will be betting on them
1: I'm with you I made this this is the first bet that I made this this week and it's uh San Francisco since week 8 Dallas their only key win is against the New Orleans Saints so this is a team that had Plenty of opportunities over the last several of weeks to prove themselves. They beat up on an Eagles team that was their their JV squad. They beat up on the Washington football team, the New York Giants. None of these teams are good. So Dallas has really been propped up a bit here. And I, I think that this is still too many points for San Francisco. You you said it best. There's the advan- the coaching advantage for Kyle Shanahan over Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy is still super old school and I don't know that he's going to know what to do when Kyle Shanahan runs Debo Samuel in a jet sweep and he takes it to the house. And then he comes back the next play and runs and throws it for 40 yard touchdown reception. So I just think that the the scheming for Kansas, for, um, for San Francisco, they have the advantage. I'm expecting them to have a run heavy approach here as Dallas. They've had really good turnover luck this season. They have a high rate of turnovers. They led the NFL in turnover differential, but, I don't think that they're gonna. The San Francisco's is gonna let Jimmy Garoppolo make mistakes. I think they're gonna have this really heavy, run heavy approach. Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, we're both gonna get involved in it. I love San Francisco here on the road, and the sharps agree. Uh, sharps are eighty percent of the money right now, so uh, I think we're we're on the right side of things. San Francisco
0: definitely gonna run heavy approach. They're gonna run the ball well against this Cowboys team. Cowboys team is really aggressive. I think that San Francisco can take advantage of that aggressiveness. Trent Williams is back. That's going to help against Michael Parsons and some of the other uh, pass rushers that Dallas has. And let's point this out. Dallas best against the spread team in the NFL this year. That usually tends to regress to the mean, whether it's over the course of the next two years or it starts this week. I'm not 100 percent sure, (laughs) but I am willing to fade that stat at this point, especially when I have a team that I really like on the other side in San Francisco. Uh, All right. Sunday night
1: football. Oh, got one prop for that one, too. All right. Yes, yeah, so we will throw it got. out there. As, as I mentioned, Debo Samuel, uh, his prop for rushing is at 28 and a half. He's gone over this in seven of his last eight. He's averaging 42.8 rushing yards over that span. Um, yeah, I'm riding with Debo, man. I, this dude is just too dynamic. He's the best playmaker on San Francisco. So I think Kyle Shanahan will figure out ways to get him the ball.
0: All right, I like that. Let's go to uh, Kansas City Sunday Night Football. Minus 13 versus Pittsburgh. Total sitting at forty six. Pittsburgh, maybe a little first-half look. Ben Roethlisberger came out and said, we're the worst team in the NFL that's still left. Why not throw everything in the kitchen sink at it? It looks like Matt Canada. uh, Maybe have something cooked up in this game. Juju Smith-Schuster may be back somehow for this one. I don't know how the hell that's possible, but uh, he might be back. Look for Najee Harris to be heavily involved in the passing game too. That being said, Kansas City, without CEH, we might as well mention that. Love Darrell Williams this week. Uh, Kansas City is going to mash this team. <laughs> we talked about it on the Wednesday show. I think that this is an absolute smash spot for Kansas City. Uh, like Daryl Williams, over three and a half receptions. I'm going to like him over receiving yards. I'm going to like him longest reception, over 12 and a half yards. And uh, how about a little Darrell Williams plus 2,500 uh, to lead the NFL in rushing this week. I also like Josh Allen in that situation, plus 1,700. But uh, Daryl Williams plus 2,500, a little interesting with CEH
1: out. I like that man. Uh that those are those are pretty good odds for Daryl Williams and yeah, as you mentioned, CH is going to be missing the game. So, uh this should be a heavy workload for him, especially if they get up a lot of points. Uh sign me up for all the Daryl Williams shares. He's going to get all the red zone looks. So, yeah, it's that's a great look for him. But then also um yeah, this this game is just super weird to me because as much as I'm tempted to just be like KC's just going to blow him out. I don't mm-hmm. know that I w- I haven't bet on it yet. And Maybe neither am i neither am i i'm too maybe, scared <laughs> maybe it's big ben and him just downplaying this whole situation like oh we're not supposed to be here we're just gonna go out and have fun like part of me is like i could see the steelers doing something crazy to like impact this game and make it closer than it actually is but then i could also just see you know pat mahomes is going off so at the same time i'm probably this one's a stay away bet for me i'll probably find a prop to throw out there i think i might tell your uh Daryl williams to lead the 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 wild card in rushing this week i think that's a great play for the odds that you're getting um but i can't trust the steelers here and I, I, I don't doubt you know tomlin as a dog he's like 43 22 and two i believe as an underdog so it this, this line is just too too big for me i i can't i can't get behind it but if you can put kc in a, in a uh round robin or something like that totally for it
0: absolutely all right monday night football last game of super wild card week the first ever game <laughs> On, uh, on Monday night, uh, Arizona plus four at the Rams. Total sitting at 49 and a half as we speak. Money line on that, plus 165 for Cardinals, minus 195 for the Rams. In terms of the betting splits, 54% of the bets, 58% of the money is on the Cardinals. And in terms of the over, 52% of the bets and 88% of the money is on the over. Despite that, this has come down from fifty and a half and a half to 49 and a half. What are your thoughts?
1: Man, this is going to be a... Uh... This is going to be an interesting game because we talked about it on on Wednesday. It's fade Cliff or fade fade Stafford, and uh, I'm leaning towards the Rams here. I don't want to do it, but like I just think uh, it's it's the it's the it's really the cliff factor. He's just a disaster uh, at any time after Week Eight. He just seems to implode. There is some injury questions in the Arizona running back room. We don't know that we're going to get a full dose of chase edmonds he's dealing with a rib injury as well as uh John, james connor also dealing with an injury we already know they're not gonna have Hop there so it's gonna be like aj green and, and christian kirk that's not too inspiring on offense and you know i gotta feel like with two consecutive home games for the rams i think that they'll get it together sean McVay is a pretty smart coach at least so we think i mean the guy did go on a super bowl run before right and he was the wise he was wise to get rid of jared goff so You know, he has some intellect here. So I got to think that he's going to uh, game plan and scheme a little bit more. Get Cooper Cup the ball. I see his six and his uh, receiving prop right now for receptions is that six and a half. I'm gonna go over on that one because I think he's just going to be peppered with targets. No reason not to. Um, But yeah, I'm leaning towards the Rams here. I haven't bet it yet, but I think I'll find a more compelling uh, angle here um, as we get closer to Monday night. All right. Uh, I... I went back and forth, too. We talked about it on
0: Wednesday, about which which side are we going to end up fading. And I was originally on Arizona. I had bet Arizona at plus four. I am on the Rams now. I, I totally came around. I can't deal with Cliff. Although, I will say this. I feel like this is going to be a live betting central for me. Yeah, uh, I think there's a strong correlation between Arizona and the over and the Rams and the under. So I will be looking to play some version of that live in game. Mm. I also think that if Arizona goes ahead, I will be live betting the crap out of the over. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that there's a way to also fade. You could bet the Rams money line or minus four, and also bet the Kyler Murray rushing over props. And I think that you can hedge out a little bit. I think that if Kyler's going and running on the ground, I think that the Rams are probably in trouble a little bit. So you can kind of fade out of both situations. Maybe you hit a middle, um, but I would doubt it. I like the Rams and Buffalo as a pair on the money line as a parlay. Not the huge parlay guy. I don't think it makes a lot of sense in a lot of situations. But given the fact that they're both at four and at home, I'd rather play that than you're not going to tease from four to two. That doesn't make any sense. So uh, taking those as a money line, I I think, is uh, even if you want to throw in Tampa Bay or Kansas City as one of those, uh, I kind of like that. Uh, Of the games on the board, let's take out San Francisco because you both, you and I believe that they will end up winning the game. But the other ones, we think the favorites will win. Which of the other five teams is the most likely to lose uh, this week?
1: I give it to the Bengals because I did sprinkle some money line action on the Raiders at plus 200. So, you know, that game, that's the game to me that has the most outs in terms of if things are going bad for the Bengals. I could see that the the Raiders just overcoming them and, and you know, making that, a, making that more of a game. Whereas like, you know, the the Arizona Cardinals, I just don't know that they're ready for it yet. I, I just haven't seen it from them. You know, they, they beat Dallas a couple weeks ago, but I was just stating, you know, earlier how much I don't believe in Dallas. So they don't really have any key wins at the end of the season here to give me confidence. Eagles, they definitely don't have a chance. Or I say the bucks they're, they're not losing that game. And, uh, and then that leaves we have the, uh, the New City England Pittsburgh. Patriots. <laughs> i yeah. damn sure it's not going to be Kansas City. So I think the other one is probably, yeah, I'd say it's probably a tie between the Raiders and the Bills. The okay. Bills could easily, I could see Bill Belichick scheming up something to, to figure out how to make that happen. But I want to give some confidence to the Bills. I'd much rather see the Bills go further in the playoffs than, than the uh, the Patriots. No one's a fan of the Patriots. And if you are, fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's just more exciting football. I mean, we, we already got disappointed by not seeing the Chargers and in the uh, playoffs here. So I definitely don't want to see a boring team, a football team, as much as the new England Patriots go far into the playoffs here. All right.
0: That does it for uh episode 48, our super wildcard weekend gambling show, Dan, thank you so much. As always, we will be back next Tuesday or Wednesday to preview the divisional round until then go check out the champions round app and go play in the seven stakes, boost ball and snake draft contest. We will also be going live. If you're watching this live 4 30 PM, IG Live will be doing a live snake draft today on Friday. All right, until hey. then, until next week, good luck with all the bets. Let's make some money, baby. See ya. Peace.